Welcome back to the Dustin Old Father Show, where we bring you extraordinary people from around the world to talk life, business, strategy, and whatever happens to come to mind to help you become even more extraordinary. I'm Dustin Old Father, and this is my podcast. All right, welcome back to the show. Today, uh, we are joined by Ryan Marshall, the Public Relations Content Coordinator for BB Healthcare, uh, James DL, a longtime uh, author and local journalist, and Dr. David Tam. Uh, Dr. Uh, Tam is the CEO of uh, BB Healthcare. Um, he started on uh, March 17th, right as the pandemic was coming to Delaware. Uh, Dr. Tam served as the Chief Operating Officer uh, at Providence St. John's Health, Healthcare, Health Center in Santa Monica, um, and also is a retired captain in the US Navy uh, with 24 years of active service. Um, a medical doctorate, uh, and uh, just a litany of uh, accolades. So, Dr. Tam, welcome. Thank you very much, Dustin. So glad to be here. You're welcome. So, doc Dr. Tam, obviously, this is a sensitive time. Um, just to maybe to lead with something, uh, you know, from our experience, uh, BB Hospital has saved my life and actually brought the life of both of our daughters into the world. Um, I uh, had appendicitis a few years ago and had an emergency appendectomy, um, had an amazing experience. And then um, in the birth of both of our daughters had uh, just a phenomenal birth experience. So just thank you to you and, and to, to BB Medical for, uh, for creating that space and, and that care that really uh, was when we needed it in our emergencies in the most important times. So, uh, so thank you for that. Well, thank you so much for that uh very, uh, those very kind words. You know, it's one of the reasons why I came here from Los Angeles, Dustin, is that it's really uh, uh, meaningful to be the health system for a community um, that really needs to take care of the community uh, when, you know, we're the place that people go for care. So thank you very much. That means a lot. You're welcome. Yeah, what you guys, what you guys do makes a difference. So uh, topic of the day, Dr. Tim, obviously, is the, uh, the coronavirus. Um, and then the vaccine program, and, and today that's going to be our primary focus, is let's talk about um, where Delaware stands and, um, you know, what's important for people to know, and then we'll kind of dive into more of those details with, uh, with Ryan and James as well. Well, you know, currently uh, Delaware is in phase 1B, and as you know, every state in the country is given the ability and the autonomy to determine how they are managing those different phases of the vaccination process. Delaware is currently in phase 1B, um, and uh, uh, that's mostly the 65 and older population. Uh, that phase 1A was healthcare providers as well as other frontline uh, people, uh, workers that were specifically engaged in uh, interacting with people who had COVID-19, firefighters, uh, funeral directors, uh, other healthcare providers, and um, BB Healthcare has continued to vaccinate all the people here who are 1A, as well as other 1A people in the community. And then uh, we have been actively working on uh, vaccinating people with 1B. Well, and so maybe talk to us through that process right now for people who are getting vaccinated to get registered, where to go. Yeah, you know, let's let's start with the uh, the fact. 
And the fact is there is not enough vaccine to meet the demand for everybody, especially if you think about some place like here in Sussex County, where a large population, uh, uh, part of the population are people over 65. Many of them, as you mentioned, uh, that we serve have healthcare needs. And so there is not enough vaccine um, across the country and certainly not here in Sussex County. What does that mean? It means that BB Healthcare is actively doing two things. We're making sure that we identify everybody who needs a vaccine and making sure that they are on a list that we can monitor and that we can then use to reach out to the state as well as anybody else to say, we need more supply. We need as much vaccine as we can get. And we are also developing the plans you know, you saw us partnering with the state of Delaware uh, at uh, Georgetown in one of the, you know, mass vaccination DMV events. But we are also continuing to do different kinds of vaccination events within BB to make sure that we are able to vaccinate as many people as possible, especially when we believe the vaccine supply will increase in the next month. And so you, you believe that that supply will increase. Uh, what are the sources of that? And may, then if you don't mind, could you talk about the, the different vaccines and uh, efficacy as well as maybe if there are any, any specific differences about, uh, about them? Yeah, you know, that's a great question because there are a lot of questions about vaccine. And, you know, one of the things that BB Healthcare is doing is making sure that we communicate in all sorts of ways whether it be uh, town halls, video town halls, Facebook live events, as well as events like this. And of course, in uh, a lot of social media about the vaccine, because we wanna make sure that we communicate, you know, information and accurate scientific information is the best way that we can get uh, people to feel comfortable about what we're trying to do. So there are two vaccines right now that are under emergency use authorization. That doesn't mean that shortcuts were made. It meant that all of the scientific rigor was followed. Uh, and we are at a point where the uh, Food and Drug Administration has authorized two vaccines. That's the Pfizer BioNTech, B-I-O-N-Tech uh, vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. These are both uh, the only vaccines currently in the United States that are authorized for use. You may know that the Pfizer vaccine has um, that first and second dose uh, of like about a 21-day uh, uh, period between the first and second dose to be as effective as 95%. And then the Moderna vaccine is also one where it, you know, it's identified as needing uh, four weeks or 28 days uh, between dose uh, one and dose two. Both of these vaccines, by the way, are something called mRNA uh, technology vaccines. And mRNA is just a fancy way of talking about some of the genetic uh, blueprints that our bodies use. Um, and, but it is not something that is part of our DNA. So RNA versus DNA, it's kind of like, if you think about it, RNA are just sort of uh, Xerox copies in many ways of the DNA that make up our bodies and make, you know, de design the design of our bodies. So these copies are used by the vaccine manufacturers to make uh, vaccines that will then um, help fight the infection once it 
get once we get exposed to it. So these vaccines, what they do is we take them, we, you know, you get a vaccine, it creates an artificial immune response. So it's not like we're actually sick because we get the vaccine. These are not live virus vaccines. You don't get COVID-19 by taking a vaccine. It's just a simulation because your body is exposed to a copy of parts of that virus. Your immune system makes the antibody, makes also memory cells that allow you to fight the infection if you are exposed to it, and then uh, help you fight the infection or prevent the infection from happening once you are exposed to that, to that virus within the next six, seven, eight months. And, and if you don't mind, let's go a little bit deeper there, Dr. Tam, because uh, this is a new style of vaccine. Uh, and so with that, there's some people that, uh, and fairly, you know, have, have concerns. Can you talk about the mechanism between uh, the messenger RNA delivery and actually how it gets to the point of fighting the virus? So, um, you know, this requires a, a, a couple simple points that I hope uh, I don't, uh, you know, I'm a pediatrician, so I have a tendency to explain things in a relatively simplified format. So I apologize in advance for people who may uh, already have this information. But basically, any vaccine, whether it's the flu vaccine or anything else, the majority of these are what we call uh, 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 inactivated viral vaccines. It means that a vaccine injects in you parts of a virus or, you know, just some uh, components of a dead virus. So not actually being infected and your body makes an immune response against that virus particle. And when that immune response is made, you actually develop antibodies uh, you actually create a, um, a, uh, a response. So your body uh, is basically um, uh, faked out, if you will, into thinking that you've been infected and makes these responses. Then your body retains the memory of how to fight that vaccine when you are exposed to the real virus, whether it be the flu, or measles, or mumps, or uh, things like that. Um, that's how this vaccine also works. But the difference here is that this vaccine uses, instead of dead virus particles, it uses components that came from a messenger RNA, that is the genetic components of that virus was used to make uh, the vaccine that gets injected into our bodies. But at the end of the day, it is no different um, than uh, any other things that we use in our society. You know, there are foods that have some mild genetic kind of uh, in input uh, and everything else that really helps our bodies to uh, fight the infection and create that immune response. It is perfectly safe. Excellent. And so uh, side effects that people should be concerned about or aware of? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a great point, Dustin, because, you know, as I, sh as I even explained to my mom, you know, who's uh, in California, uh, she's 80 something and uh, uh, got her vaccine. You know, she said, I don't feel good. And, you know, is that a side effect? Technically, it's not really a side effect. What it is, is it's your body 
making the immune response against the virus, against, you know, it's being faked out. It's, a, it, 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 it's, it's kind of artificially told uh, that you are now fighting the infection because you got these virus, these messenger RNA particles in the vaccine. So you are going to have a little bit of a, maybe a, a feel sick, a headache, or maybe a little bit of a fever, or you may feel nothing at all. You may just have a little bit of a, you know, pain in your arm. These are actually all good things because what it means is that your body is responding. Your body is making the immune response. Your body is creating the ability to remember how to fight the virus when you are exposed to the real virus out in the community later on. And so as we move forward in this vaccination program, where do, where do we stand as far as um, the penetration of the population at this point? And then maybe talk us through what, how you see the, the year. Um, obviously, there will be a new normal, whatever that is, uh, work from home, and whether that stays or not is, a, is, a, is an interesting question. Um, but as we look forward, you know, uh, focusing on hopeful, let's say, you know, what is in your mind a reasonable timeline for uh, herd immunity? And then at what point do you feel uh, like, hey, there's no question by the end of 2021, we expect to have everybody that needs a vaccine has gotten one? So, you know, I think uh, you, re you, uh, you actually said the right word, which is herd immunity. The goal of vaccination, as well as you know, all the other public health uh, um, efforts, uh, like uh, wearing a mask, watching your physical distance, uh, washing your hands, are all designed to help reduce the rate of infection in the community so that there are less people who are actually infected with COVID-19. That's really the concept of herd immunity. It doesn't mean that everybody has an, is, is, is immune. Uh, when you say herd immunity, it means that the herd, the group, the population is at a point where because of the vaccine, because we've had enough people watching their physical distancing or wearing their mask or uh, washing their hands, that the level of infection in the community is low enough that uh, it prevents, you know, a sudden peak or a spike of infection that ends up, you know, um, uh, uh, inundating uh, the health system or causing a lot of people to get sick at the same time. That's really what we're trying to do. And so it doesn't mean that everybody has to get, you know, is it needs 100%, you know, shouldn't get vaccinated. We want everybody to get vaccinated as best as we can, but herd immunity really involves everybody doing all those things, including getting vaccinated wearing their masks, watching the physical distancing, and washing their hands to get that herd immunity to a point where the community can return to normal function. So, and obviously you have to, you'd have to put a lot of disclaimers here, but what does that timeline look like to you, um, especially for people who are older? You know, my, my parents, uh, my father is a military veteran, has gotten his first dose. He's going back for his second dose, I think in two weeks. Um, my mother is at risk. She's got asthma, so she's, you know, um, uh, it's a concern for them. Uh, and this virus disproportionately seems to affect uh, people who are in an older demographic. With that in mind, how would, you know, what do you expect that these initial phases, this phase one, maybe on a national level, um, when do you think that'll have uh, completion or be close to completion? 
we thinking March? Are we thinking April? Do we think we'll have uh, you know that most that highest people that are most at risk? Um, when do we think that it's realistic that that they will be uh, uh, vaccinated and immune? So I have every hope that the vaccination process will ramp up, um, especially now that has been brought to light that uh, we need to do that, that. That there needs to be more vaccination. Don't forget. Part of the issue is not just how much vaccine is being made, but the number of vaccines that are being manufactured. Right now, it is only two, right? The Pfizer and the Moderna. But we're getting close, from what I understand, with Johnson & Johnson, as well as AstraZeneca also making vaccines. And so, you know, my hope is that as we go through the spring and the summer, that the number of vaccines will go up. And we're at a point where pretty soon there should not be a problem with the number of vaccines being available for the community. You know, I look back, uh, as you shared, that I got here on March 17th. And if you remember, there was a time when people couldn't get tested. There weren't enough of the uh, uh, testing uh, kits. Uh, there wasn't enough of uh, uh, the uh, testing capacity with, uh, with the uh, large testing companies. There weren't enough machines. And that took us about a month or so to ramp up. And I think that we are also at the point here in the United States where that vaccination uh, manufacturing and distribution is ramping up. And I have every confidence that, um, uh, that we'll get people vaccinated more in the next month to a month and a half. The key here is to make sure that everybody knows that they need to get on a list. For example, here in uh, Delaware, in Southern Delaware, uh, you know, our list at BB Healthcare is right now for everybody uh, in, in, in that phase 1B level. So it didn't matter to me if people were a BB patient or someone else's patient or whatever. I wanted people to get on our list because I want to make sure that no one gets left behind. You know, you're, you said your dad was in the military. I was in the military. And that's a key factor is that we want to make sure people have the confidence that no one will get left behind. If you happen to be on a BB list, but you ended up going to Walgreens and getting your vaccine, great. If you were on the BB list, but you ended up getting, going to Dover or Georgetown and getting a vaccination at one of our um, state's uh, uh, mass vaccination events, great. The list we have is to make sure that as the number of vaccines distributed go up, that nobody gets left behind and that we are able to make sure that every patient gets vaccinated. And Dr. Tim, so for people that are uh, here in the state, what is the best uh, site to go to or where's the best uh, resource um, for starting that, uh, that process for somebody to get registered and then, uh, and then get on the list? Yeah. So there are three principal ways you could get on some lists. And right now I'm just telling people, get on as many lists as you can, because we don't want anybody to get left behind. If you go to uh, www.bbhealthcare.org, there is actually um, a, a, a description on how you get onto every list because we want to make sure everybody understands that. But you can get on the BB Healthcare uh, list by going on bbhealthcare.org. And if you want to get on our list, click on the uh, yellow button that talks about vaccinations and you can actually fill out a, um, a uh, uh, secure private you know, uh, form that tells us how to get a hold of you and how to contact you if you are 
if we have vaccine available for you and an appointment available for you. And it's very easy. We call and you come in to get the vaccine. We do it at now four sites in Sussex County. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes uh, between check-in and getting the vaccine. And then of course we have you uh, stay for about 15, 20 minutes to make sure that there's no adverse reaction that we need to monitor for and you're done. And then of course, we'll make sure that there's follow-up for the second vaccine. You can also go to the Delaware website at the Delaware uh, state website. Uh, uh, um, the, the link for that is also on our website. Uh, and then there are multiple pharmacies. And as you know, the pharmacies are working with national uh, at a national level with the federal government. So that's a different set of allocation, but pharmacies are now starting to get the vaccine as well. So you should also be on a pharmacy site. The last thing I'll say is make sure you talk to your doctor about any particular reasons why it might be good for you to get on a BB site versus a Delaware state site or a pharmacy site, you know, um, and uh, many doctors also have lists as well, although I understand it's a challenge for them to get that dosage allocation at this time. Dr. Tim, let's, let's pivot just a little bit. So let's say somebody has been exposed or may have the onset uh, of the symptoms from coronavirus. Talk us through uh, what precautions people should take and then uh, are there any factors or supplements or uh, that can be used to, to lessen the impact of those symptoms so that people have uh, lower risks? Yeah, you're right about that, uh, Dustin, because, you know, it's the initial symptoms are pretty much like the cold or the flu, right? It's not like you get a rash or anything like that, like chickenpox. It starts with, you know, the mostly the feeling run down, respiratory. There are some symptoms that are unique to COVID-19 that we uh, that we see like loss of taste or smell is one, you know, but otherwise it's nausea, vomiting, it's uh, respiratory complaints, it's cough, shortness of breath. Those are the things that all indicate that you might have COVID-19. It is really important, therefore, that you identify when you feel those symptoms that you also know who you were with uh, in the last week. Was there somebody else, you know, that was COVID positive because that kind of history is going to help you figure out what you need to do next. The treatment for it, of course, is supportive treatment initially, you know, make sure that you get plenty of fluids, that you rest. It is important that you um, isolate yourself as fast as possible to protect everybody else in the family, everybody else in the home, that you're not going out and potentially spreading the virus to other people. Um, and it's also important for you to talk to your doctor. Why is it important for you to talk to your doctor? Uh, for two reasons. One, your doctor needs to know because you might have other healthcare uh, conditions that might place you at higher risk for getting really sick, ending up in a place where you end up having to go into the emergency room or hospital. And it is your physician or your provider who can make that kind of recommendation for you in terms of some of these precautions. Um, the second thing is if you don't have a doctor, uh, then you can always call us at the BB Healthcare COVID hotline um, and uh, uh, we can get that number to you. I don't have it right off the top of my head. I should um, to make sure that, you know, you can ask any questions about some of those concerns. I think the main thing though, is that there needs to be a very high level of concern if you are sick, if you've been exposed to somebody and if you're not getting better. There are other things that you need to remember, and that is there are treatments available right now around the country, and certainly here at BB Healthcare, 
um, to help you prevent from getting sicker and ending up in the hospital. You might have heard of one of them. It's called monoclonal antibody therapy or monoclonal antibody infusion therapy. And these are antibodies that have been made that you can get an infusion of. It does require coming into the hospital, not as an inpatient, but into our infusion center. And um, getting that infusion takes about maybe 35 minutes to an hour. And in many cases, it can help prevent you from getting sicker to the point where you end up in the hospital. You go home after that infusion and continue to be monitored by your doctor. Now, it's important for you to know that that monoclonal antibody infusion requires a physician's referral. So you can't just walk into the ER and say, I want an infusion. You have to talk to a physician, go through the process and get a referral. It's not complicated. It can be a phone call from a physician that says, I'm referring Dr. Uh, Mr. X uh, to, uh, to uh, BB Healthcare to get uh, antibody, uh, monoclonal antibody infusion. All of that is listed on our website as well. And then of course, there are multiple treatments. If you end up in the hospital now, where we have ways to treat patients that we didn't back in the spring when uh, that was our first surge. And so we know better how to take care of patients. Excellent. Um, so Dr. Tim, what else do you think is important for uh, the general public to know? And then um, uh, let's uh, conclude with um, a, uh, a reminder on uh, the best way to go about um, uh, getting information. Yeah, that's a, thank you, Dustin, because one of the things I really want to get across to everybody is that getting vaccinated doesn't mean the same thing as you can now walk around without a mask or watch your distance or wash your hands. And as I shared earlier, the vaccine helps you fight off an infection. So if I get, if I get virus, let's say I'm walking around, I get virus in my nose or in my throat, the vaccine is, 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 is going to help me from that exposure resulting in getting an infection in my body. It doesn't do anything at this point that we know of, of reducing whether that, that, vac that virus um, in the nose or the throat. What does that mean? It means that I may not get sick. I may not, you know, uh, I may fight an infection off. I may not end up in the hospital. I may not have to, uh, you know, I may not have a high fever. But if that live virus, that live COVID-19 virus is still in my nose or my throat, I could be sharing it with other people, even if I'm asymptomatic because the vaccine keeps me from getting sick. And so it's even more important until that herd immunity kicks in until everybody in the community is at a point where the infection rate is low to keep wearing our masks, watching our distances and washing our hands. The three W's that have really kept us going at this time. And I think that's a really important message for everybody to know that as we ramp up our vaccinations, as we continue to vaccinate as many people as possible, it's still really important to do those things to prevent the virus from spreading from person to person through respiratory droplets. Thank you, Dr. Tam. Um, and so uh, just to, to, uh, to put a bow on this and to, uh, to give people what they need to hear at the end, um, you mentioned a hotline number and then a website. If you don't mind, if you could just share those one last time uh, so that anybody who's listening can write those down and, uh, and, uh, and take action. All right, so the website 
is www.bbhealthcare.org. And uh, you can click on that. Uh, and then um, I think the first thing that you see is right away a yellow uh, pop-up. I think it's a, a link that, I, that shows, you know, that says, if you want to know more about the COVID-19 vaccine or the COVID-19 virus, uh, it says learn about the COVID-19 vaccine, or there's also a link on COVID-19 information uh, and uh, visitor policies for the hospital. If you want to then move on to calling about the COVID-19 hotline, um, let's see, I, I'm, Ryan, I don't know if you have it, but uh, off the top of your head, but I'm uh, getting it up right now. Happy, happy to jump in here and and talk about our our COVID uh, COVID line. It's 302-645-3200. So that's 645-3200. There's a few options there for vaccine information, for testing information, and also the ability to, to speak to an operator. Um, and it's, it's usually kept normal business hours, mon Monday through Friday, at least, and, and some hours on the weekend. And then uh, um, one more thing, if, oh, if I, uh, one more thing, if I can, uh, you know, plug, if, if you Google BB Healthcare COVID-19 vaccine, you'll find that page that Dr. Tam is talking about, um, which is really a wonderful resource for, for folks who are in 1B, for business owners who might be, you know, start questioning whether or not they need to get their employees vaccinated. We're going to continue to update that resource with information as the phases continue. But there's also an option to sign up to our health hub. And that's a weekly COVID-19 newsletter that gets delivered to your inbox just with the latest news from BB, from the state, from, from anything that's going on regarding the vaccine. And so if you Google BB Healthcare Health Hub, subscribe, you'll be able to, it'll, it'll bring you right to our page and it'll, you know, you'll be able to sign up for that. And that's something that we're going to keep going uh, with throughout this pandemic to make sure that people have the resources that they need to understand where we are uh, in this pandemic and, and keep people up to date. Right. Yeah, I appreciate that, Ryan, because Dustin, um, BB Healthcare's goal is to be the community health source, you know, for everybody here. And up to this point, a lot of this really has been about getting the right information to people, right? I mean, until just a month and a half ago, almost two months ago, the vaccine was not even there. And the only thing we could do was keep people updated. And so we've developed a robust approach to make sure that everybody who wants that kind of information is there. Um, and so if you go on that website, there's actually a link that says sign up for the COVID-19 email updates. And we shoot that out every single week to make sure, and even depending upon, you know, the situation to give people the uh, most up-to-date information about what's going on. Well, Dr. Tam Ryan, thank you so could much. Could I jump in here with one final question before we let Dr. Tam go? Just because I think it's important to address. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Tam, we're obviously in the, in the age of misinformation right now on social media, especially on social media. And there's a lot of people out there who are convinced that this virus is not, is not healthy, that the, I see people using the word poison a lot. Um, and a lot of that spreads out on social media. And I think it's just important before we end this, just if we could address that and maybe ask you what, what advice would you give to those, those people who are engaging in those conversations? Um, James, uh, 
that, that is a question that, uh, that I think is so important. Um, here's my answer. Uh, the virus is real. Um, we've seen people die. We see a lot of people die. It is not make-believe. This is a very difficult virus to fight. Uh, and as a result, the vaccine is the best way to not just protect yourself, but as I shared, to get to a point where we continuing to do all the other things, get that herd immunity so that we can go back to living our lives the way we want. Um, I've, I've been here since March 17th and somebody asked me, so when are we gonna get to a, a normal summer? And to me, the normal summer is everybody staying at home, restaurants being closed here in Lewis and Rehoboth, you know, and uh, that's not where we wanna be. The vaccine is only one part of that, but it is the critical element to get as many people uh, uh, protected. But at the end of the day, it is a safe vaccine. It does not cause side effects other than the things that demonstrate that you're having a positive uh, immune response, which is what you want. And the virus is real. The virus it, it causes death. And um, we need to make sure that uh, we take care of people. And that is what BB Healthcare is all about. Dr. Tam Ryan, thank you so much. Our thoughts, prayers, and gratitudes go with you um, as you continue this unprecedented fight. Thank you so much for being on um, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Tam. Hey, it's Dustin. I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a special report, Eight Steps to Seven Figures. It's quick and action-packed, and I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at 8stepstosevenfigures.com. That's the number 8stepstosevenfigures.com.